Welcome to RTHK on Internet, Podcast Corner. They talk about it a lot. They talk about it all the time, and they talk all sorts of things about it. They have pretty positive attitudes. They like to talk about it. It's more the social atmosphere, or it could be the adults, it could be the parents, it could be the teachers, it could be the schools that kind of become some kind of barriers. Ginny Ho from AIDS Concern, talking about teenagers, talking about that age-old taboo, S-E-X. Adults, even nowadays, still think that if teens, if young people talk about sex, if we talk about sex with them, we're promoting sexual behavior among these young people. Come on. Let's talk about sex, baby. Let's talk about you and me. Let's talk about all the good things and the bad things that make me. Let's talk about sex. Let's talk about sex. Adults may have hang-ups about it, but kids recognize as being most at risk of contracting sexually transmitted diseases have no problem saying what they think, as I found out at a typical AIDS-concerned school workshop. They were arguing whether um, people have money to buy condoms, and, and they were trying to put down a reason that people, uh, uh, they don't do sex because they don't have money. It's because when they don't have money, they don't have money to buy the condoms, and they worry about getting pregnant. They're discussing on that. And then the other girl was saying that condoms, it's not 100% effective. For birth control, it's only 99.99999999%. You still have this slight chance. Let's talk about sex for now. The people at home or in the crowd. It keeps coming up anyhow. And the other side, um, the guy was saying that, oh, why people have cycles? Because they have that, they want that um, several seconds of enjoyment. And then the other guy was asking, what do you mean? Let's tell it like it is and how it could be. How it was and of course how it should be. AIDS Concern has been doing outreach work with young people for years. But what they want to do now is move from impersonal short-term contact on the streets to more intensive, longer workshops, ideally 10 hours worth per group, which they believe are more likely to encourage positive, long-term changes in sexual behavior. This one here, we got two sessions. We Originally, they just wanted it to be a one-off workshop because for schools, it's a lot easier administratively. And they think sex education, you know, if you have an hour and a half, it should be more than good enough. But we negotiated for a long time and tried to make it a longer session. So what we did was we negotiated for two sessions, adding up together for close to three hours, which is still not good enough, but better than just one and a half hour. So to start with, we're going to do an activity on discussion. And actually, we're going to ask them to think of the reasons why people have sex and why people not have sex. If you look at the stuff that they write down, it's, it reflects a lot of their personal values. Yeah. It's very interesting. So some of them, they bring out some knowledge issues. We need to clarify some myths. One of the guys was saying that, oh, why people not have sex is because they're gay. They think gay people don't need sex. Or maybe in, in, in their mindset, sex, we're talking about just a female-male intercourse kind of sex. So, yeah, it reflects a lot of the values or myths that they're having now. There are two ultimate messages we want to bring out. One is whether you choose to do it or not to do it, it's out of respect for yourself and out of respect for other people. 
That's one thing. The second thing is if you have decided to have sex, to initiate sex, you do it safely to protect yourself and to protect your, your partner. So that these are the two ultimate messages we want to go through. At the same time, because the stuff they wrote down there is a lot of gender issues. It reflects of their lifestyle and their life pattern. And we will try to go through them and bring out some of the issues for them to think it twice. We may not have answers to some of them, but it's it's to bring them on and consolidate what actually it's going on in terms of sex among these young people. They need half a million dollars for what they're calling the Love You Project, which they regard as a harm reduction process, teaching kids how they can help themselves to protect themselves. Operation Santa Claus would like to provide them with what they need. Hopefully we can get some longer-term behavioral change, which is beyond information and knowledge, and it, which is even beyond attitude. But in the past, we've been lacking resources to do that, and we're truly grateful that Operation Santa Claus is helping us to put this into reality and, and just try to make it happen.